morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Fantastic. You know, this is Tuesday. It is. Tuesday is the 2nd. I was going to say it's June 1st. No, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was. John, no, we, we're in the second day of June. <laughs> okay. We're well underway. All right, and it is 85 degrees outside. Yes. Oh my goodness. Summer is here. Why, why are we not shooting this episode at the pool? I didn't even bring that up. We should go do that. Stop recording. Uh, Let's go to the pool. Yeah, you know, the acoustics aren't perfect at the pool. <laughs> right. There's lots hey. of background noise, kids yelling and... Yeah, uh, we'd tell them to shut their damn mouth. Right. <laughs> hey, lady, can you keep your kids quiet over there? We're trying <laughs> to see. We're trying to do something here. <laughs> God, are you even a resident? <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of audio quality, I ordered last night for us. Uh, I think it's called like a little rabbit or something that you put on the end of a boom mic. The foam. Well, there's a foam one, but I also got one of those hairy ones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, what do they call that thing around the dog track? You're from Miami. You would know that. Uh, where the rabbit runs? Yeah, they call it a rabbit, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they call they it a rabbit, rabbit on a mic, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I, got, I, got I want to try it just because, hey, if we, <laughs> when I texted you last night and said, hey, I'm going to order one of these, and you and uh, you said, why? And I said, well, it should get rid of some of the pops and stuff like that. And you said, plus it'll look cool. Right. That's the reason I want it. Well, think of, instead of the foam one, think of that big hairy one, man. That's going to look really cool. Yeah, it kind of looked like some furry dice hanging on a, <laughs> a rearview mirror. I tried to find a pink one. All they had I, was yeah, natural I, I don't know that that, I think that's moved beyond cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm you thinking uh, Rick, that would be Ric Flair, Macho Man, Randy Savage cool. Right. That's, you know, to the extreme. I might wear a pink bolo. Feather, feather. Is it a bola? See, and that's a, a why pink feather it's bola. beyond cool. It's and no because, shirt. Yeah, because people start to go to that level, and that's not <laughs> and that's really what we're cool. looking for. No. I think that's extremely cool. That's like too cool <laughs> for school. For school, okay. Yeah, we 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 are professionals. Uh, so we are here professionally recording an episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yes. Once again. Once again. we In this episode, we are going to discuss trade values. Well, we, we have a whole kind of a list of things that we've seen uh, from postings. and Well, it, it was my idea that we kind of at the top of every episode, maybe not everyone, but at the top of this one, we kind of run through some current events. Okay. And then we get on to the topic at hand. Yeah. All right. You seem to think we're going to talk for at length about these other topics. Uh, no. Okay. We'll, we'll hit on them, but they are certainly topics worthy of mentioning. Okay, yeah. So, and, a current, and current events. Current events as it relates to the car industry. Yeah, specifically. oh, yeah. That's I mean, what we're I mean. not getting into all the no, 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 garbage no, no, no. going on. And, and, <laughs> we're not, and never will we. No, right. This is a car business podcast, yep. sales podcast. Yep. Uh, you know, we have a couple of real estate people that listen. Yeah. Yeah. I was aware. You were aware. Yeah, I was aware. Oh, uh, maybe your... I wasn't aware of the real estate people you're referring to, <laughs> but I have. I had been... a real estate agent tell me that she listens when she mows the yard. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, cool. Well, good. So, uh, you want to kick it off with the used car market? Sure. Yeah, we both saw a post. I saw one yesterday. You saw one today. Right. Uh, you want to tell what it is? Uh, just basically that the used car market has uh, come back. Yeah, it's recovered. We, the, the values. We, I believe, about. were the first 
to highlight, I think we gave uh, the vice president of V Auto mm-hmm. the credibility. I mean, you know, not many people saw it until we talked about it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, this we, article on LinkedIn, well, it was an open article that he published, and then I saw it posted on LinkedIn which uh, just is an open letter saying, hey, our software is not designed to be accurate in times like this right. where everybody's where saying it's a home. sharp decline. Right. It's right. It intentionally evens out the levels. Yeah. So there's not any, you know, major drops in very short periods of time. It's a progression kind of thing. And that don't trust our software, basically. Yeah, don't do an appraisal. Don't put into the car what our software tells you to put into it. Right. You know, do, do Take that into consideration some right. other things because the, the market values are dropping very rapidly. Right. So we both heard that, that the market values are recovering. Yeah, very rapidly. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of the funniest things I found in this article was it says the dealers who didn't you know, he kind of made it sound like didn't panic sell. Didn't liquidate. Yeah. At the, at the bottom of the market. Well, they're all, you know, patting themselves on the back. They're the geniuses in the room that they held onto their inventory and now they can sell them for more. Right. And I'm thinking, so is this guy really insinuating that the everyday life in a car dealership that you would, you would literally decide, I don't want to sell my used cars right now. Right. I want to hold on to them. Right. No. I think every day you go to work in a car dealership, you're like, man, how many cars can we sell today? I want to break a record today. Right. And, I mean, we're still pricing vehicles based on, to some degree, what we have in them. Right? I mean, you know, our costs associated with them. We're not just looking at the market, although that's a strong indicator because I have to be comparable to those. You know, I mean, as I'm looking at, a let's say, a, a Nissan Maxima. Yeah. Right, I'm going to look at the values of Nissan Maximas within 100 miles of my dealership, as well as what they're going for at auction, as well as mm-hmm. what I have in them. I mean, I have to consider market all those pricing in right, other words. right, yeah. market based pricing. Well, by that same token, I mean, if I got into one right a couple of months ago, and and, and I was asking 11.9 for it when I had nine or ten in it, right, and now it's going for 13.9. Hell yes, I'm going to mark my price up to 13.9. Right. Because those cars that I had from December that I had at 13.9 that I had to mark down to 10.5 right. to sell, well, I took the loss on, the, the loss on those. Right. I'm going to damn sure take the profit on these. Right. So, and, and that's the benefit of the market, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if we're selling them for less because of market trends, that means we're bringing in new ones for less because of market trends. As the market trends back up, that's when we're going to be able to capture our profits. It's a long play it's not the short term that we're we're trying to capture. I think if you're being a, you know a good steward of your business, so yeah, I think those who held fast and didn't sell off their inventory, didn't try to liquidate, did they you know catch the right end of that bubble? Yeah, they did. But was it their intent? I mean, who knew? I mean, that, and I think that was part of the article or the the open letter that uh, the uh, VP at V Auto posted was that you know we we don't know. We know they're sharply declining, but we don't know how long they're going to stay in that declined state. Okay, so if we're going to talk about five or six little topics like this that right. we saw on LinkedIn before we do our podcast, we can't let these go on for ten minutes. 
I thought this was like one of the major ones. You didn't even want me to mention the other ones. Well, <laughs> so. we don't have time now, Ray. Um, all right, so so we, this is the first time we're doing this. We're learning, but I think we if we do this kind of current events, hot topics kind of thing at the top of an episode, right. we ought to keep it to a couple of thoughts between us and not a long, drawn-out 10-minute conversation. But, I mean, that's just a thought. You can disagree, and we can discuss that later. Okay. But... But moving on for now. So uh, one of uh, one of mine I wanted to mention. This was a uh, a LinkedIn post I saw from a cat named Pete Marshall. Let me just read this to you. Pete Marshall, internet sales manager at Riverside Ford of Tulsa, says uh, his post is 20 years as a teacher and basketball coach here in Oklahoma. Talking about this other guy that works for him. Schools closed early due to COVID, and the, this coach needed an income. Just two months in the car business, Coach Maples delivered 27 cars in May. Jeez. Yeah. Two, his second month in the business was May. Right. And he sold 27 units. Yeah. Buddy, print this out and put it on the <laughs> front door of your conference room. Right. I'm going to have one of these Saturday morning sales meetings that says, you weak sucks. Right. This guy's a damn Brand basketball new. coach. He's a green pea. Doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And he sold 27 units. 27 units. Now, in a month where, I mean, I've seen article after article, and that was one of the things I was going to bring up, that May was a record month for virtually everybody. I saw one dealership that was up 71% May of 19 comparative to May of 20. Yes, right? congratulations to Coach, Coach Maple in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Good job, Way Coach. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Keep it up. Uh, but yes, I did see that. I saw a couple of other dealers posting record months in May. I think that's fantastic to see. That means hopefully that you know people are getting out, visiting dealership. And we discussed that. New York Times posted an article about uh, dealerships are, are forced because of COVID to do the unthinkable, sell online. Yeah. Well, it wasn't unthinkable, and it was something that we saw the trends. Yeah. However... I saw another New Jersey dealership, a posting where it was talking about they have started having belly-to-belly interactions with customers again, right? They're encouraging people to come into their dealership. So, you know, again, I I don't think that pendulum is going to just stick on the, the digital retail mark complete. It's going to swing back and, and, come with a percentage of those who want to shop more online and those who want to shop more belly to belly. I agree. I agree. So real quickly, uh, we talked about Allie Owens yesterday on our live broadcast on Facebook. Uh, if you haven't visited the page, you can just search for Saturday morning sales meeting on Facebook and it should bring up the page or you can visit Ray's uh, personal page or my personal page and uh, get there from get there from there. Go, go there from from getting there. (laughs) But Allie Owens, man, I just got to give her a plug. This girl almost every day is putting out this high energy video of her just walking around outdoors and saying, Hey, you're going to have a great day today. Yeah. 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 Just, (laughs) she does her little, right. What she have for breakfast and what kind of exercise she's doing and, you know, in her yoga pants and, you know, flexing and I mean, that's part of it. But the other part is, uh, encouragement for others, yeah, yeah, it is. It is a motivational. I think is her intent is to motivate people to have a great day and do good things. Here's her post from yesterday, and it's like 
your creativity can set you apart. Uh, creativity is all around you and your business. It's, I mean, nothing on this is about look at me. I'm wonderful. I can help you. No, it's all about you're awesome and you can do it. And I just love that about her. Yeah, I, I love it. And you're, the, and you're the, drawn her, to that stuff. Her tagline is Allie Owens, creator of the annoyingly positive podcast. Right. And uh, and not anyway. it's nothing to do with the car business. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I think I thought she was in the car business, but I don't know. Okay, maybe not. Nothing of the posts I've seen or the short video clips that you've shown me. Yeah, uh, were related to the car business. They were all just very positive, motivational. You know, uh, you're uh, awesome. Go go be your best you. I don't know the answer to that, but okay. Well, the answer to what I <laughs> witnessed <laughs> is what I'm telling you I witnessed. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay. if, if that's not, you know, in fact, the majority of what she posts, I'm not In all of your that. 45 seconds of watching her videos. I, right. I'm just... You have determined that she's not in the car business. All I've determined is what I've witnessed. Right? <laughs> I'm not making any other claim or... Uh, determination as to what her overall genre is. All I'm telling you is, this is what I saw. Ray, you also wanted to talk about new car inventory today. Yeah. Well, I've seen a number of posts. The, the next big hurdle for dealerships, and it's, of course, all manufacturers, is the fact that their plants have shut down during COVID. Right? And there were some that were operating at a lower capacity already. And then with the determination to shut down plants and then coming back at 50% capacity. And finally, you know, I've seen some that have said that they're going to go to full capacity uh, in June. But, of course, there's going to be that catch-up, that lag of, of new inventory that's going to be out in dealership. Yeah, and I think another interesting kind of angle on that is if we have used car inventory right. and we can't get new car inventory... Well, let's train on doing the switch or, you know, upselling CPO cars. Right. Uh, I've seen if, some of that. Some if, postings. if you're not into the CPO program, this might be a good time to start because right. you might not be, you know, you might be low on inventory come July and August. Yeah. To, to start doing those certified pre-owns, they come with a comparable warranty to new. That's a great switch. I think another thing that uh, I haven't seen any dealerships doing, but tout the fact that inventories are low, right? I mean, you know, it's that uh, uh, transparency that we're promoting within the dealership. Hey, you know what? Right now is a difficult time. So what we have is what we have. And, you know, we don't know that we're going to get a lot more in the near future. So if you're looking to make a purchase now, boy, you know, you might want to grab it while you can. Yeah, and that's something I would use during a close, not necessarily. I mean, I still want to have great availability oh, when right. I'm on the phone or when I'm talking about someone coming in. Uh, but yeah, certainly in the close, when somebody says, well, let me go get, you know, give me a few days. Let me think about this vehicle. Well, sir, just understand, you know, I, I don't want to come across the wrong way, but this vehicle may not be here. Right. You know, because there's only, yeah, we're not getting additional inventory right now, or we're getting very limited additional inventory. I've yeah. seen, you know, some dealers talking about and have spoken with some that are saying, you know, they had orders in that have completely been rejected or, you know, a high percentage of the number of vehicles that they ordered are, are being rejected. So, yeah, I, I don't think that there's a bad point to use that, right? Hey, you know what? We've got five of them. Replacements are very slow in coming. 
So if you're looking to make a purchase in the very short term, yeah, you really need to come take a look at these five because you know we don't know when we're going to get five more. Right. You, you would disagree. It depends on the situation and how it's used. I don't know. I can't give you a standard. Okay. I mean, I, I'm sure that you could make a case that scarcity and uniqueness of this inventory piece is a reason to come down quickly. Right. But at the same time, I don't want to make the case that if you don't come by this one, we probably won't have another one. So don't bother coming back and shopping with us later. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want That's certainly not my point. Yeah, yeah. But if you're looking to make a purchase in the very short term, here's the market conditions. It's mm-hmm. not just us. It's everybody. Right. So if this is one you're interested in, I really want you to come be able to take a look at it because, you know, it's not like, well, if yeah, I miss out one, if you need to make a short now, if you, if you have time and you can kind of wait for the inventory to catch up with the uh, market demand, then yeah, we could build you one and have one, you know, in eight weeks from the factory, or maybe it's pushed out to 10 I weeks. See, but- I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that. I want to, uh, you feel like they're not going to come down if they think that you have limited availability. Well, I don't, I, I don't want to tell the customer, well, hey, no rush. Come down whenever you like. If no, you want I, to come down in a month. That's what, what you just said. That? You said if you if you need a short term, if you have a short term need and you need one now, come down. If you're going to wait a while, that's fine. Wait no, a while. No, 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 no. If, if you were interested in the inventory that we have. Uh-huh. Because of limited availability from the manufacturer, uh-huh. I really want to get you down here to take a look at this inventory just to see if it's right for you because we're not going to have replacements. Now, once I get you here, if this one isn't right for you and you can wait the extended period of time, yeah, let's build you one. right? If you can wait the 10 weeks, let's order you one from the dealership to your exact specifications. Or if you need one sooner... I don't know. I, I, you can make any yeah, hypothetical yeah, yeah. agree to whatever you want to say. All I'm saying is I want to sell the cars on my lot right now to the people that are here on my lot today. Right. I want to make a deal today. Okay. We can agree on that. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> we can transition into trade, which is our topic of the day. Trade-ins. Okay. Are you ready for trade-ins? Yeah, yeah, we already talked about trade-ins, so yeah, I was ready when we talked about it the first time. But yeah, let's talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I want to talk about today is how, how do we give numbers on a trade, on an internet deal, on a phone deal, on a remote sale, um, digital deal type situation? Right. How do we deal with trade-in value? How do we? This is a concrete thing that a salesman and a sales manager could use today okay. to put a deal together today. All right. That's what I think our content should be. Is That's one facet of what I think we should be putting out in this podcast. Now let's do it. Why wait? <laughs> Go. Do you want to give a concrete, firm, to-the-penny number on a trade? Uh, at some point, yeah, we're going to have to, right? I mean, cause you kind of span the whole thing, digital, doing a deal today. I mean, you know, you kind of went from, you know, via email or if they're sitting at your desk. I, mean, I didn't you know, say oh, any of that. You, you I went, said internet, phone, digital, remote. Okay. So everything you listed there, maybe I just wasn't listening. Perhaps. Uh, perhaps. 
So everything you listed there was prior to yeah. full engagement. Yeah. No, I want to give a range. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I want to give a range. range. Okay. Sure. So if they are, the only caveat to that is if they're online building their own deal. Right. Hopefully, the tool that you have on your dealer website is going to give them a range. Right. Right. But but they are going to be able to, quote, build a deal yeah. with some number. Yeah. Well, I want to be just as transparent. If they call me or if I'm on the phone with them, I want to give them an idea of what that value is. Right. Because, number one, they already have an idea. They've already appraised their own vehicle. Right. You know, on NADA or they've asked a friend or they've looked at what others cost on, sure. you know, for sale, which, you know, this is a fallacy that... Well, if I own a 2010 Maxima, let me go see what 2010 Maximas are, are selling for. Oh, they're selling for eight, right. $89.95. Oh. I guess mine's worth $89.95. Right. right. They're comparing their whole their their trade value at retail price. Right. Well, still, I think that we need to give some kind of range. And if you don't agree with that then I think your customers are going to run out of patience with you and working a deal. And number one, you probably won't ever get them to the dealership where you can actually do an appraisal, right. which is what you know the old school sales manager wants. You got to be here. Right. I can't give you a value over the phone. Uh, but, but there's certainly, you use it as a tool to raise the value of coming to the dealership. Hey, I'd be happy to give you a range as to what vehicles like yours are going for based on the information that you've shared with me. However, if you have even 15 minutes of time and you can run by the dealership, I can set it up where my used car manager can take a look at your vehicle and give you an exact number. Would that work for you? And then Great. You can take better that. today or tomorrow. Yeah. And then you can take that and shop it, you know, right. You do whatever you want other dealers. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Even though we're not going to do that. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about how we get that range. Well, the easiest answer to how do we come up with that figure is everybody should have a, a tool you know a v auto or a right um well and there's software out there you know price guarantee kind of things mm -hmm. right like uh kbb and I, I think uh uh what is it uh carfax has one now where they basically say we'll buy your car for this amount you right. know if you don't get at least that amount where they give you a firm price if that's what you're looking for usually not I mean, that's a lowball price right, yeah, yeah we could usually if, do if better i'm going to guarantee to write you a check on something i've never seen I'm going to give you a low ball uh, and, offer. And I know that there are uh, stipulations there that say, you know, based on, you know, as long as your car qualifies within these areas, right, that we find that everything is as you're putting it in here, then here is the price that we would be we, That's we would a fine point that, okay, hey, assuming that it just rolled off the showroom floor and then you put it in your garage with a cover on it and change the oil every three months, and, and, then I'll give you 15 grand for it. And I don't know that it has quite that level of detail to it, but, but you, you know, understand I what I'm mechanically saying. sound, you know, uh, the exterior of the vehicle, don't things that are scratches, or you've indicated that it has a certain level of things that scratches, similar to the Mannheim rating scale. Yeah, 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 I got you. So let's kind of recap or, or dive into where do we get well, these and, numbers. And if I'm going to give a range, theoretically, I'm giving a low number and a higher number. Let me talk about a real-world example. Okay. All right. Uh, my son, just recently shopping for a car, right, and went to a dealership, and he had the range in mind based on, I think he went to NADA to look at the value of his vehicle. Okay. And saw it was, what, about eight grand? I was We were talking about it. Yeah. Right? And they offered him six. 
Yeah. Right? And he saw, you know, and he didn't do retail value. He did uh, trade value. We, we don't know. I mean, there are three trade values, right? Right. And and he went, you know, I mean, he didn't do great, you know, or excellent condition, good condition. I think he did fair uh, condition. And it, by all estimations, it was qualified for fair condition. And, but... But the interesting thing in the whole scenario was the fact that the dealership told him, we go based off of CarMax valuation. Did he go to a CarMax dealer? No. This was a... a See, that's, a, that's a kind say, of a weird... A, I mean, it I was don't a know how VW. we can use that in training because it was a rookie salesman and he never met a sales manager. Right. So I just don't know how that applies to what we are advising dealers to do. But they, they let him walk and they said... You know, it was a VW dealership, right? Yeah. Branded dealership. And they said, well, the the industry standard is CarMax valuation. And you can take it to CarMax and see what they'll give you for it, but they'll give you the exact same number that we did because that's how we evaluate cars. That's how everybody in the industry evaluates cars. And I said, hey, they're lying. I mean, that just doesn't make sense to me. Right, but that's just, what happened. I, yeah, but I mean, it didn't, it, it didn't happen to me, right. <laughs> so I don't know all the ins and outs of the detail. I don't, I don't know what, where he got the figure of eight grand. You know, I mean, I don't. He, I told you where he got it. <laughs> Why do you not know the things that I just finished so, saying? I'll say something. So you think this he, happened, and then you'll go, "Well, <coughs> I don't really know what happened." <laughs> so you <laughs> think you think that your son. Pull, put put all his equipment in NADA. Correct. And appraised his own vehicle. The guy correct. that's never worked in the car business. Correct. And then he picked the correct condition for his own vehicle. Yes. And do you think that that's common? That most car uh, buyers, most customers in the automotive world will accurately appraise their own vehicle? No. Do you think he did? Yes. <laughs> so he's the exception. Yep. Okay. Well, and I, I, this was not just completely on his own. I was talking to him through the process and said, okay. you know, listen, don't go in there and put it in excellent condition because that's what 2% of the vehicles in the oh. market is qualified for that excellent condition. If it pleased so, the court. Right. All, all I'm trying I'm just to say. what happened, John. All I'm trying to say is that I appreciate that, in your opinion, his car was appraised properly, but I'm reserving the right. To, uh, you know, believe that possibly he didn't. Forget all that, okay? (laughs) Let's forget his personal evaluation of his, the value of his vehicle. Okay. Let's just talk about using CarMax. Yeah. As, oh, we go off of CarMax values. Well, here's what I think could have happened. uh, Because I've seen this before in working (laughs) deals myself. I love that. What? This is what could have happened... After I just told you what happened. I, I told you what happened. And then you go, okay, well, so here's what might have happened. But please, go ahead, John. What you, might you're have interested happened. in what I think may I, have I, happened I, that's why I said, after about go. 20 years' experience in Absolutely. the car business. Or if not, I mean, no. I can, do you have a script I can read from? Please, guru. That will make this <laughs> podcast complete. You share your wisdom. I can't wait to hear. This is going to be great. Wait, get... If you don't have one, get get a pen and a piece of paper. Write this down. Go, John. Go. All right. So I have personally been involved in deals, either as the manager or the salesperson on both ends, where 
we have a trade and we, we can't get to a figure that's agreeable between the dealership and the customer. Okay. And because we have internally appraised it and we've determined a value for this vehicle uh, and the customer will not agree to buy at our figures. Correct. In that case... I've, I've been in the same scenario. Please continue. Or, or it could be a vehicle we don't want. It could be a unique vehicle where you know our used car manager is not 100% certain in how to value it. Right. You know, Maybe it's a natural gas pickup truck. Right. Okay. Well, in that case, we take outside bids. Okay. And normally, we can call some um, private buyers mm-hmm. and, and describe the vehicle and say, you know, here, here's the condition... Here's what the market I've done value that. says. I have, I've had to okay. do that for some Highline or yeah, yeah, unique vehicles, a lot of after equipment, whatever the case. All right. One of the places that we get those values is CarMax because they will just give us an offer to buy the car. Right. right. It's the we'll buy yours even if you don't buy ours. So going down that path that that is a possibility of what happened and the fact that we have a rookie salesperson involved in your deal, maybe... Not the, my deal, but please continue. <laughs> maybe. I, I just want maybe, to be factually correct for maybe the Maybe the salesman, man, the salesperson overheard the managers talking about this. Maybe the manager mentioned, well, CarMax made the highest offer and here's their offer. Okay. And the salesperson goes back and says, oh, if you don't believe me, I'm not lying to you. That's what CarMax offered us. You go take it to them and you see what they offer. Right. I, I don't think it was an effective sales process. Right. Well, and here's what but, I... But I think that is maybe what happened. Here's what we know. Right. I don't see how this relates to us training dealers on how to offer a trade value on a remote sale deal. Well, I, I think there are some issues that... But if we can go down this path. Well, there, there are some issues that jump to the top of the, of the stream here, okay? Okay. One is, there was no T.O. Shame okay. on them. Right. Right. I mean, why you had a, a, a somebody in your dealership who was ready to make a purchase, really liked the vehicle he was looking at, had it, and it was a late model car. I mean, I think it was a, uh, the vehicle he was trading, and this was just a month ago, was a 20, I think there's a 2016. So it's not an old vehicle, mm-hmm. right? Maybe a 2017 even. So, you know, a couple year old um, and no Tia. Shame on them. Or early. Early right. or late Especially TO. with a rookie salesperson. Yeah, no early introduction, no reverse TO, uh, and then no uh, TO at the end. Yeah. Right? So no no meeting of the No manager, manager engagement whatsoever. And the second thing... That, that right there, first of all, tells me this may not be the best run dealership. Right. Wherever he went. Right. Although okay. it was very highly rated online. Because okay. my son is a computer programmer, software developer. I mean, he's very savvy. You know, in the, I don't know if he'd be in that millennial range, but yeah, I guess he, at 26, he's probably in that millennial range. But So very savvy, did his homework, uh, knew what he was looking at. All right, and your second point. My second point is, CarMax is a publicly traded company, right? Yeah, I know where you're going with this. As a publicly traded company, they have to disclose what their financials are. Okay. Well, their average... Uh, their their average gross on the cars they take in on trade after all costs associated with that trade is $1,700. $1,700 profit for their wholesale, for what they bring in on trade and wholesale out. It's shown in their publicly public documents 
that they make $1,700 per vehicle, right? So that'd be like a dealer holding $1,700 on the trade. Well, first of all... Because this is wholesale values. First of all, I think the number you're probably referring to is what is they have a cost of inventory and then a profit made on inventory or a sale price of inventory. No. And that you average on wholesale inventory. On wholesale on wholesale inventory. That they have an inventory and then go sell at auction. Right. Or to a private buyer. Or right. Wholesale on the vehicles they take in and sell wholesale. Trade in. Trade in. Right. Vehicles that they trade for and they then trade turn around for and wholesale. And they wholesale. Average uh, money that they make on them is $1,700. I, I first of all question the accuracy of that data. I'll, I will. Okay. I, I appreciate that. I will get you that data. Second point, so what? Because I have access to it. Okay. Second point, so what? Right. So, I mean, is so you, you have a, a salesperson, and granted, we, we <clears throat> understood him to be a rookie, okay, who is saying, well, CarMax, and okay, he's a rookie, and maybe this is the only dealership he's ever worked at, so he assumes that the way they do it is how every dealership does it. But he makes this statement, correctly or incorrectly, well, everybody goes based on CarMax evaluations, okay. right? And the reason which, which I you and I know is, is incorrect. Is, yeah, it's just factually incorrect. So whether that was a sales tactic right, or a salesman that didn't know what the hell he was talking about, we don't know. We don't know. I'll, I'll give you that, right? I mean, the, the things I state, even though after I state them, that I do know, right? Because what I don't know, I don't know. But the things I know, and then you turn around and go, well, I'm not really sure about this, even though I've just said, no, this is it. <laughs> John, I saw a boat go by. Well, we think maybe a boat went by. No, I saw a Boat go by. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, I, look, when I say those things, I'm not doubting that you believe what you're right? saying. If I I'm were just, you, I would believe that too, right? I'm just saying that the evidence that I have to believe that is someone saying it. Right. And, now, the evidence you have for believing it is that you saw it with your own two eyes. Right, so you are skeptical of what I am sharing with you as factual. No. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. How do you get away from that? No. I'm just saying that because you say you saw it, it's not concrete enough for me to believe that you really did see what you think you saw. I know you think you saw that. Uh. So anyway, I would love to hear feedback as to the the whether just this one you know rogue salesperson who is just too new to understand what he was saying, or whether that truly is the mentality and model of the dealership. If CarMax is our standard, are you asking me a question? <laughs> You would, you no, would like I'm my asking feedback. the people who are listening because I know you stopped listening a long time ago, John. You said I would like your feedback. I don't know if you're talking to the listeners. I am talking all. to the listeners. Okay. Yes, I would like listener feedback as to their Whether CarMax is the gold standard? Is the gold standard as well, proposed by a dealership in South well, Florida. Well, I can tell you factually, Ray, you will not get that feedback. How do you know? Well, now, do you believe that as a fact? 
Because I'm telling you I understand you that. that there is a chance that I will not receive feedback. Yes, I do. But I also oh. believe that there is a possibility that I could receive feedback. In fact, I think what No, I'm saying happen, whatever feedback you get will not confirm that. No, I think, I, nor am I confirming it. I'm posing it because I don't believe it. But I'd like somebody to correct me if that's incorrect. Okay. Well, I love the way you put that. That here's what I believe, and if anyone thinks that they can prove me wrong, please let me know. Right. And the absence of a response will therefore prove that I am right and that everybody agrees with me. I have now been justified (laughs) in my belief, and I can say with factual evidence, that's the truth. (laughs) And unless somebody tells me otherwise, I'm going to assume that the global population agrees with me. I 100% agree. (sighs) Yes. Well, I think uh, it's very likely that we will have to postpone our discussion of how to accurately work a deal and deal with trade values. Uh, Okay. I mean, (laughs) where are we at on this episode? uh, 41. 41 minutes in. Yeah. And we've maybe talked about our topic for six minutes. No. No. Because we talked about it at the beginning. We talked about no, it. We talked the about end. the used car market at the you, beginning. You, we you talked made, about your you son for your, an hour. You made your. For an hour? <laughs> <laughs> you, you took your time to say that you feel like we need to give a range when they're outside the dealership, right? Yeah. Wasn't that your like concrete? Throw it out yeah, there. But I, Here's I have a, a way lot to, to say about to... that. Oh, man, we got no restrictions. I mean, where, where, where do we get that right? You just think that? Uh, let's just say that any trade in is worth five to one hundred and fifty thousand. There you go. Is that no, what you said? You, you software, whatever yeah. software you. Hopefully, your dealership has software that you rely right. on that gives you those range values, and it's comparable to the marketplace. I and mean, then, how do we portray that to the customer? We say things like. Um, uh, you know, here is the range to you know of the market values in our area. Right. But you know, hey, Mister Customer, sounds like you have taken care of yours. Sounds like yours is a little nicer. I might could give you up to two or three thousand above what this range is. I don't know. Right. Until I see it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a way to get people to come yeah. down and work. Everything's consider- everything's based on the age, mileage, and condition of the vehicle. Right. If it is what you're telling me, I'd really like one of my managers to take a look at it so that we can give you full value. Could be that we're working a deal on a new truck, a new F-350 or a new uh, 3500, and we could say, you know what, I've got some incredible incentives on that. I might have a little extra money I could put into your vehicle on top of what this range is. Right. I'd love to come down and, and you know go through these numbers with you person to person. And that would be a response to somebody who you were getting some indicators that trade value was very important to them. Yeah, or I mean, or we can make it important to them. You know, if okay. they're considering deals at three other dealers right. and their price beats me on my new car by two or three thousand dollars, right. I might could give the customer a way to What if I can qualify. make that up on the value yeah, of yours? Yeah, maybe I give them some incentive to come work a deal with me anyway. Right. You know, hey, my advertised price is my advertised price, but man, if you're just going to, um, if you just want to get the lowest price, hey, come down, give me a shot at appraising your vehicle. I might could give you three or four grand over what they'll give you, yeah. and then I can just cut you a check, and you can go over there and spend that money with it. I love it. Quality stuff right there, man. 
there's three different ways to approach a trade appraisal right there. Okay. I guess my point being, when someone asks, what is my car worth? We don't have to give them $13,184, right? That we can... We can offer options, just like when somebody says, what's the payment on that new car over there? Well, that's a complicated question with a complicated answer. And I can show you a range of options that, you know, you can pick which one best suits your criteria. Right. Well, it's the same way on a trade value. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I've done training, sales training in dealerships many, many times. And I'll typically ask, you know, how many vehicles do you have on your lot that are $100 a month payment? And people go, ah, none, one, two, right? And my response is always the same. Every vehicle on your lot is a $100 a month payment. Right. With enough down, paid for trade, right? I mean, you know, the right scenario. Who are you to say they can't have $100? Oh, you you want a $100 a month payment? That ain't going to happen. How do you know it's not going to happen? 212-month term. Right. I've seen Sir, you're part of uh, financing a car for 60 months. What if I could get you 224 months? Right. You'll be at $98 a month. There you go. You're less than $100 a month. That's what you're looking for, right? Just sign right here. Uh, All right, John. Well, you feel like we've uh, now fulfilled the topic? No, I really don't. Really? No. Did you have more to say? I think think it's a deep subject right oh well maybe it's more than can be handled in one episode well especially if we do an episode like this right <laughs> where we talk about 12 other things well, well you know you just gotta clarify for me exactly how you want this thing to go i mean i, I thought we had talked about having multiple things we each wrote like down that. some things and okay well, and this just popped in my head but maybe you know in an ideal world we have a podcast the first five or six minutes, we're saying hello. We're we're talking about current events, okay. And then boom, we got fourteen to twenty five minutes of topic discussion. Then okay. we do a little wrap up. We we plug what we're going to do next. So, so the other things we were going to talk about, you would consider that part of the five minutes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I wasn't clear as we were each writing down the things that we wanted to discuss based on conversation we had or information yeah. we'd seen online. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that was just something you want to discuss in the first five minutes, especially because you opened with used car market. That was one of the things. Right. But then that was your topic, too. No, no. Trade in trade value. Oh, OK. Well, it's reflective of used car market. Right? No. So- <laughs> Well, hey, you know, there we go. I know these. All right, so um, (laughs) yeah, let's uh, let's to be continued. Maybe Uh, Ray, I think I hear the music in the background. Why don't we go ahead and wrap this up? God, that music never sounded so good. Absolutely, we do want to thank everybody for listening, Uh, and we hope you'll join us again. Yeah, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. 
We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com? No, Ray, it's just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. So just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. You've got it. Great.